I want to talk a little bit about um, my experience in South America. I'm just Googling the actual year, 2006, Venezuelan. I think it's the 2006 Venezuelan World Conference for Young People and Students. And so we went to Venezuela, and it was Venezuela under Hugo Chavez, who was a very charismatic leader and who believed in a native-centered, African-inspired, pan-South America, particularly in its rule against anti-imperialism. Uh, So uh, one of its foundational thinkers, as far as a, an ideology, is attributed to Simon Bolivar. And Simon Bolivar is a, he's like a hero in Venezuela. So he played a really important role in the um, uh, South American independence movements, and of course that kind of they have like a pantheon of of you know ideological leaders among them. Of course, is Fidel Castro, um, and of course, uh, Che Guevara. And so I went to uh, the conference in 2006 and I was amongst uh, a group of 80, uh, predominantly white, left uh, men with a, a Australian slash South American contingent. Uh, so people who have a history, uh, you know, identify as a part of the South American community and uh, have a history of migration here to Australia for whatever reason. Um, but it was primarily something that was, uh, I mean, from what I remember, there were largely white people they were all kind of white to me, but largely white people that we went with. And I think I was the only native 
or person of native descent and certainly the only person with R. Or actually I can't say, Carlos may have had some African blood. He was uh, Colombian. Uh, so we went to South America with this group and also I went to South America with this group. I had my family look after my children for the three weeks that I visited over the period of this conference, but also uh, we had plans on going to Cuba. They didn't eventuate. Um, and I spent a little bit of time on the way to Venezuela in uh, Argentina, which is where I um, met some of the native Peruvians uh, who had um, migrated there and were a part of a unionist um, venture to reclaim the old factories that had been closed down and to start developing um, almost like communal businesses there. And one of them was uh, a shoe uh, making factory. And so we met the leaders of, of that. Um, and then we went over to uh, Caracas, Venezuela, and I remember, you know, there are a couple of things that really stand out to me in memory. Uh, one of them was the uh, opening, like an opening festival, and all of the cultural groups would uh, kind of parade around the... Um, the domain with these hundreds of thousands of people watching representing their culture their diversities and i remember the mohawk nation represented um brazil or colombia just there were so many people the usa represented even though he was quite uh chavez was quite anti imperialist he really you know extended an invite to americans engaging in the philosophies of um the need the need to develop or engage in in foreign policy with the u.s as far as shifting away from this paradigm of um Uh, U.S. monopolies uh, through privatization of companies. Uh, particularly on oil. And at the time, uh, you know, there was great, great dialogue about petroleum and uh, the, you know, the price of petrol rising. And... Um, You know, the question of oil, how, how the world would be fueled by oil into the future. And of course, we've shifted since that time to um, major companies like Tesla and electronic cars as a kind of futuristic venture or side path um, 
to move away from. Uh, fossil fuels. and other uh, producers of dirty carbon. And so, I mean, the, the festival stood out a great deal because there were so many people who uh, represented such a, a great diverse number of people. And I was really kind of impressed to see the way that that diversity was represented and brought with it its own body politic and complex understanding of its own kind of um, habitus, if you will. And the ways in which uh, Venezuela as a hosting space enabled the inter these kind of inter-dialogues uh, between the different groups. And I remember there was like a moment where Australia was going to go around and represent, and of course everybody's culture is so rich, and Australia as uh, a nation of convicts who have wiped out its native group or attempted to eradicate its native roots, um, and with this kind of, all of these suppressed histories of slavery. Uh, wanted to kind of walk around and just represent in, you know, with like a poster or something, uh, Australia. And I remember being like, oh, oh, fuck no. I think the fuck not. I am not walking around with this group of people with those dynamics of culture represented. Like, I'm not going to give legitimacy to it. And so I didn't. And the other thing that really stands out about, the, you know, the kind of first days and around the opening ceremony was uh, listening to Hugo Chavez speak. And he spoke uh, for hours. And crowds stood for hours, it was almost like a, a military exercise, military drill, uh, just listening to every word that came out of his mouth until, you know, people were kind of just, you know, not dismissed, but he'd finished. Um, and I didn't understand Spanish. And so I was kind of like annoying <laughs> Annoying the dude next to me, who was a part of the South American contingent. His name was Alejandro. South American contingent of the uh, Australian group. Like, what he say? What he say? Tell me what he said. And he would be like translating, um, as an act of solidarity to make sure that there was, you know, a, a clear communication between the head of the state, who had taken the state by uh, via coup and um me as the only native you know representative with native blood upon whose mother's 
land they all um the the Australian contingent wobs upon. And so that was like just kind of an experience in itself. Uh, and we went and listened to a number of talks and, uh, you know, just really just how rich the culture across South America, how rich it is. And they've really represented strong as far as their solidarity. And there was like, you know, um, just uh, it was such a, a kind of festival. They, they were talking about really dark histories. Um, it was just such a festive feeling of, uh, you know, collectivism. And so as I was, um, like we had a few, a few dramas, I remember the bus broke, broke down, taking us to the estate where we would be, um, staying. I remember that those estates were guarded by people with machine guns, like AK-47, just holding out the front gate up the top. I remember there being the... The police station and the government buildings buildings had been burnt down, uh, which was kind of symbolic of, of a revolution, but it was a revolution in which cartel lords were also heavily engaged and invested. And I was actually, I, I gave a talk, someone translated for me. I gave a talk... Um, and it was really well received, in fact. Like, there were like, you know, uh, I remember after we finished speaking, uh, speaking about the history of colonialism here, um, you know, there were like a, his, all of these people kind of lined up and crying and, you know, not necessarily English speakers, but they were crying and, you know, lining up to kind of hug me. And it was just, it was a real, it's like kind of not an experience I've had or will ever have again. And after that talk, uh, I was actually sent for. And so one of the dudes came down and were like, um, you know, uh, do you want to, it wasn't really do you want to, it was like somebody wants to see you. And it was kind of stressed that it was really important. And so I was largely coerced, but I didn't really feel like I had a choice. And I remember getting into the, the it was like a Hummer with um, tinted windows, like bulletproof tinted windows, black. I got in there and, um, you know, my eyes were bound. They put a bandage across my eyes so I couldn't see where I was going and I drove for what seems like forever and ended up in some little township, some you know, quaint little township, um, kind of on the on a hill overlooking the ocean. So it was coastal and taken to this little kind of cafe where this little old woman kind of greeted us, although it wasn't open. And she was the mother of this drug uh, lord. And he was, I don't know if he was, I mean, he was obviously a very important man. And the way it was kind of explained to me was that he was a part of a cartel or one of the leaders of a cartel. And he had 
heard from other people about my um, talk and had, you know, instructed me to be sent for, which I was, and, and taken to the place. And kind of we discussed... Um, Uh, he had some native blood as well. And there are parts, so the way they describe native communities, they talk about a peasantry, people who are kind of locked out of uh, economic development, almost like a caste system. And their only way of kind of getting out is either through some kind of, you know, there have been examples through sport, but there have also been examples through crime, um, and it was kind of a significant but you know, part of the population that had roots in that native um, South American lineage. And so, yeah, we, we spoke a little bit about colonialism and I talked about, uh, you know, Australian racism. <laughs> and his, you know, gorgeous elderly mother served uh, this amazing food and I think we had like tequila or I can't remember I think it was tequila and beer whereas in Argentina we would drink like Spanish red wine anywho so, um, by the end of it, he kind of asked me to be his mistress, which I kind of declined and just explained that I don't have relationships outside of my own racial group, um, to which he was very susceptible, you know, he was very susceptible, very understanding, and he saw it as kind of being very honourable, um, And particularly after I discussed kind of the history of the white Australia policy and the, the you know, historical uh, attitudes towards uh, eliminating natives in this country and that they were kind of seen like pests. Um, you would shoot them or you would get rid of them. You know, there are massacre sites where they would bury uh, the bodies of babies in the sand and ride past them on a horse and hit them, try, attempt to hit their heads off with a stick, um, living babies, like Polo. Uh, so it's, you know, I had explained all of this and, and he became quite, um, you know, responsive to my uh, narrative. Um, and he was very interested in uh, developing solidarity with uh, indigenous people here. And so I went back to my aunts and uncles, but they were like, they were an armed group. Um, and in fact, were connected to the burning down of government buildings in Venice, in Caracas, Venezuela. <coughs> And they, yeah, they kind of expressed that they wanted to develop solidarity. 
uh, with the natives in Australia. And I, I went back to my, when I finally got home, I went um, to some of my uh, native family, um, particularly native fam like native family, that African and native bloodline because they were kind of occupying uh, the Aboriginal tent embassy, which was established as kind of a, a public representation of the fact that natives were fugitives um, in their own country, as opposed to citizenry. And so, yeah, I went and spoke to them and they kind of were concerned about the fact that they were armed groups and didn't really want to get um, involved. But yeah, that was, that's kind of part of the story of my trip to South America. I hadn't realised that there was kind of an element of um, uh, trafficking me to be a, uh, a sexual... Um, like concubine like I hadn't realized that until much later to a fucking cartel lord you know because like a bitch just goes about her own business raising my kids and you know having my daily dramas but all of these really kind of crazy things happen to me and happen in my world but that was my trip to South America <laughs>